right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 176. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I'd like to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome and Tumblr, P.S. This is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jake. And as always, you can write the show at awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And please, again, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching it on YouTube, we ask that you head over to our YouTube channel to indulge in daily video content. And we already give you the address for that. And with all of that out of the way, Jake, how are you this fine evening? Good. I had a long weekend did a lot uh didn't get to celebrate easter today which sucks but other than that i mean it's been pretty good yeah yeah do you do you generally celebrate easter i come from a family that's not very religious i take it back my dad's religious and my mom's religious but we never really went to like conventional church right so like easter seems like it's one of those bordering on religious only holidays at this point i mean we're not but we're older now so we're not like we don't have kids we're not like chasing eggs and stuff but um, I come from a pretty religious family on both sides. And so we always do Easter in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, and the, the family did do an Easter get together this year. I just couldn't go because I was exposed to COVID. So I had to stay home. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm right on the edge of like, what's acceptable. Like I'm at like, 10 days or 11 days out or whatever from whenever I was was exposed exposed, to someone with symptoms. But it was like my boss who was the one that exposed me. He didn't show symptoms until day 12 after exposure. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm not going to go. Like I feel like a lot of the people that are there have either had it or are vaccinated at work. But no, no for Easter. It's your Easter get together. Okay. Yeah. But, but I, (sighs) My my brother was going to be there, and, and my nephew, who's only, I mean, he's almost two. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to, and none of them are vaccinated or have had it, so I didn't want to yeah. risk getting anyone <laughs> sick. Me. And you know, I told, I told Josh and um, that I felt bad about it, but you know, because sure. we haven't seen them in a while. But it is what it is. Well, I mean, at this point, we all see the light at the end of the tunnel. Vax people are getting vaccinated. Why risk it? Right. That's my thought process. Then I think in Pennsylvania here, the 19th, it's open to everybody. Yeah. For vaccines. That's great. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, it still remains to be seen. I have to imagine I'll probably end up getting it, assuming I don't get COVID before then. Mm-hmm. But uh uh, Sarah, my wife got vaccinated, um, Good. a couple of days, a few days ago, she got her first, first dose. So that's cool. Um, I don't know. One thing I've always wondered is like, what if you get COVID between the first and second dose? That's where I'm vaccine? at right now. I had my first one. I'm supposed to get my second one on the ninth and I played this gig last night, right? I played at this place. I'm not going to name the establishment. They were really good to me. Everything was really good. Um, but it was an outdoor place. And granted, it's still Mar- or April, early April, so it's really, really cold out. And, you know, I, nobody had masks. And there was probably like 80, 90 people this, at this thing. 
And I'm just like, this seems really sketchy. Now, granted, the philosophy of the musicians who are playing gigs right now is that the safest place to be is on stage because no one's coming up and trying to pal around with you because you're playing music the whole night, right? No, you're not really close to people. But yeah, there's a caveat to this story. The caveat is, is it was also like 50 degrees, 45 degrees by 8 o'clock. And they had like heaters out for me. But the way that this place works is that everybody uh, has to buy cans from the place, right? So it's cans. Now, this this is kind of funny because it's like the perfect storm for me because it's like a supply and demand situation. Guess who just got new merchandise that are koozies? This guy. Yeah. So I sold like 30 koozies. Um, so I'm pretty much out of stock. So, but hey, it worked. But the thing is, so that meant I had a lot of people come to my merch table and a lot of people dropping, giving me money and stuff. So I could have been exposed. I, no one's called me and said, Hey, I have it. And you were at this, you were at this place on the weekend, but I get my second shot on. They say, they say that your second, you should wait two weeks after your second shot to be fully vaccinated. However, I did hear two weeks after your first shot which I'm already at that point, you're like 50 to 80% uh, good to go. And even, I think it should be clear too that like a lot of people misunderstand just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you don't get it. It just means that it's not going to kill you, generally speaking. You still get it. Yeah, nothing keeps you from getting it. You still get it. It's just not that bad when you do. They're usually asymptomatic and you don't get symptoms, right? Or if right. you get them, they're Or if like you do, they're weak. mild. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and from what I understand, too, and I'm curious to see how this will go for you and for Sarah. The second shot. My understanding is that the second shot makes you sick. Mm-hmm. And at least a lot of people have said that. I don't know if it's always the case, but it's like, it's like one or two days and then you're done with it. Like, it's not like this big, like, extended thing. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that get COVID, I mean, they, they, ha- they're, they're dealing with it for months. Yeah. So they say, but, they I say, mean, if you don't get a little sick, then something might've went wrong with your first shot. You getting sick is, is your body's response, you know, fighting whatever. So the weird thing is, is my father's had both shots and the day after he got a second one, now he's mid sixties, you know, um, I would think it would have put him on his ass. He was just really tired all day and he just slept yeah. all day the next day. And then, you know, day, uh, second day after getting his second shot, he was back up and fine. So it's, it's probably just going to make you really tired and groggy. Maybe you'll have a headache. Maybe you'll feel a little sick. Maybe you'll get some chills, but I, I don't Dude, know. I've been having some nasty headaches the last few days. Oh no. And I mean, I've been checking my temperature every single time I get one, mm-hmm. but like, the, the the kind of the perfect storm is that right now the allergies are fucking crazy because yeah. the temperature has been like going up and down and up and down this week where we're at <laughs> between Tuesday and Thursday, the temperature dropped like 45 degrees, like a 45 degree swing. Yeah. It was like, I think 70 low seventies on Tuesday and mm. Thursday it was 30. Yeah. That's yeah, it is. It's been absolutely crazy. I mean, there were people golfing last weekend. Um, I know, man. I, I actually drove past the golf course today, and I was like, man, I would love to go golfing. <laughs> yeah, it would be fantastic. Well, Keith's writing us about that. Hey, anyways, let's talk about some video games, Jake. Games we're currently playing. I actually purchased Valkyria Chronicles 2 because I've played uh, 3 and 4. I don't know that Valkyria Chronicles 1. I don't even know that that exists. It must. 
Um, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles one is the first. What's game the third played one? It. What's the third one? The third one is Valkyria Chronicles three. What's the latest one they came out with? Wasn't it four? Valkyria Chronicles four. Yeah. So the Valkyria Chronicles was the first one you played that you had all that trouble with on PS3. Yeah, I beat that one. I loved it. Skip two because two was only available on the PSP. Two was only on PSP. And then three came out recently. Maybe a couple years ago. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot about three. But four just came out on PS4. I honestly don't know what three is. Yeah, I don't know either. Are you sure three isn't the most recent one? No, four is because I I played the demo for three. I remember it being really cool. Um, yeah, three was also PSP only. So two and three were PSP only. Oh shit! I better get the third one then too. Um, but I don't know if three ever was uh, ported out, imported. Oh, I mean, exclusive. To- I don't know if it was ever if it was ever. Uh, I think it's localized. I think it's Japan exclusive. That's why I haven't yeah. played it. But anyways, I picked up Valkyria Chronicles 2 on the PSP because I haven't played it, and they're shutting the PSP store down. I also, on the spring sale, picked up Nino Kuni 2 for $8, which I think is probably a steal, even though some people say it's not as good as the first one. And Jake, I finally pulled the trigger, and I got G.I. Joe uh, Operation Blackout, which I have a little bit to talk about. I'll talk about it right now. The game's just a pile of heart garbage. It sucks. The game's terrible. I was telling you in a text, Jake, that... It's a third-person shooter, and all it is is essentially tower defense the whole game. And you play G.I. Joe characters, and you're fighting battle android troopers, which are bats. And at the end of every mission, there is awesome story, though. Like, they put a lot of work into the cartoon and stuff in between the missions, which is actually kind of fun to watch for me. But, man... Uh, you, uh, the aiming is just so piss poor. It's so bad. I've tried all the different sensitivity levels on the on the analog stick. I can't move the cursor and hit anybody in this game. It's that bad. Like unless unless I'm just like you know you got five six androids attacking your character and you're just trying to like really delicately put it where it needs to go so you can attack or you can just enable auto aim and then you're constantly like. Uh, L2 to pull up your gun and it just snaps on a guy and then you fire, fire, fire and then it'll break off because it's auto-aim. You got to break it away and then L2 again, auto-aim. And that's just how you have to play this whole game and it's just so disappointing. They can't make a good G.I. Joe game to save their lives. I got it, Jake, because it had a lot of extras, a lot of collectibles. There's a lot of extra art. Uh, you know, they have the new classified series out that they're selling at stores, which are really cool versions of the characters of the first six inch G.I. Joe figures uh, for a long time. And they're like the, the Star Wars six inch figures. And they actually modeled the the characters from the game after Hasbro's vision for the new six inch character line. So I was in, interested in seeing all the artwork and like their, their little write ups as to why, cause they have like little like uh design notes next to the characters, why they did what they did with the, you know, I'm such a GI Joe nerd for anyone who doesn't know, but some of this stuff is locked behind like collectibles and challenges, like beat the level in less than like, th- you know, six minutes or defeat Cobra commander, you know, before he escapes, but, like, the aiming is so piss poor that it's almost impossible to – and I'm playing it on easy. I'm playing it on the easiest mode, clearly, because I don't care to have a challenge in this game. I just want to hear the story and play it. But, I mean – anyways, I digress. Valkyria Chronicles 2 is exactly what I want. It's on my Vita. Everybody knows. And I haven't tried Nino Kuni 2, but what I did do – 
Uh, I beat Blood and Truth, and I started playing a little bit of Farpoint, which is kind of cool. And I talked about that last episode. So I'm going to shut up about those games. I'll get to Nino Kuni 2 eventually. I want to play Valkyria Chronicles 2. Maybe uh, a skirmish every once in a while. Um, maybe as I'm just kind of hanging out and I see my Vita. It was a good reason to break the Vita out. Anyways, Jake, what are you doing? I remember when I played the demo for Valkyria Chronicles 4, I really liked it. Um, those types of games can be very... My biggest problem with those types of games is I really like playing them. Yeah, they're really fun. But when you lose a like a 40 minute battle and you have to start over like that's one of those things where i'm just like i can't do this like i i literally can't do this over again it's it's literally breaks the experience for me and i get that that's part of it right but i would much rather be like you know if it was like a shorter thing where it was like oh 10 minutes and i got to redo that like a like a boss fight in another game or something like that okay whatever but you know, you spend all this time strategizing and you, you know, you make it and then you like make one hiccup at the very end of it and then dead. Or, Everybody's dead. Or like the enemy gets really lucky with a shot, right? And takes out like your key character and it's like, yeah. oh, or someone shows up from like behind the grass that you didn't see and they just like blow up your fucking tank and then it's like, oh, 50 minutes gone. Thank you. You know, yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, I. I I'm of two minds of it. I mean, I th- I don't think that they should. I don't think that they should coddle people with games if they don't want to. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I understand like the why doesn't Dark Souls have an easy mode kind of argument sure. because you know this is this is like my version of that where it's like I would love to play every XCOM game that comes out. Yeah, I, I would love to go back and play Final Fantasy Tactics. I would love to because I love like the mechanics of these strategy RPG games, especially Valkyria Chronicles, which has a really unique kind of style. It's so cool. But like, you know, I, I just, I get really frustrated whenever I get to the end of a bat. Like if I lose something and then I got to do it all over again. And like may, when you feel like you're backtracking, it's kind of the same. I think it probably stems from the same reason why I can't really dig into like roguelikes very much because you die and you have to start all the way the fuck over from the beginning. And it's like, I don't got a lot of time. I just want to make progress, even if it's just a little bit at a time. Anyway, I digress. It doesn't really matter. So what I'm playing is I beat Katana Zero, which I was talking about last week. Mm. And let me tell you, I know this game came out like two years ago, but it, I'm not even kidding, might be the best game I've played so far this year. Really? It's so fucking good. Yeah, it is unbelievably good. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. The story is really bizarre. It's got, it's, it's got, like I said last week, it's got like that kind of fever dream sort of aesthetic that, uh, hotline Miami does a little bit and things get really wacky because your character is on this, like, you know, sorry if this is a spoiler for anyone, but it's, he's on like this, this drug that's like a, like a time dilation kind of thing. And so it's like, everything is fucking all over the place all the time. It's like the whole game is like Quentin Tarantino is telling it. It's really bizarre, but um, very, very good. Uh, and then I started playing uh, Octopath Traveler, <sighs> which I'm like five hours into it, I think. And it is really cool. I'm not going to lie. It is really cool. I I kind of wish you could play it, Fred, because I think you would really like it. It's, it's interesting... 
the art, which we talked about last week is so unique. It's like what they did was they made a 16 bit RPG in unreal engine. So what it looks like is somebody made, and I was talking to when I was playing this yesterday, I was, Sarah was kind of watching me a little bit and I was kind of telling her like, what it looks like is imagine somebody made a diorama of a 16 bit video game. So like they like out of paper and like cardboard, like made printed, like all this 16 bit art and like folded it into boxes and made like the world in 3d. That's what it looks like. Cause it's high def other than the fucking textures are 16 bit. And then when you're running around, there's all these particle effects with like weather and stuff that are like legit, you know, unreal engine shit. Yeah. And then like, as you're running like the trees and stuff, even though they're 16 bit art, are like waving in real time with like the weather and stuff. It looks just absolutely unreal. Dude, it is so cool. And like the, the music so far is really good in it. Um, it's really attractive looking. And one of the probably most interesting things about it, like I said, I'm not super far into it. I'm only five hours in, um, which isn't a lot for a JRPG uh, is that I think why it's called Octopath Traveler is because there are eight characters that you can choose from at the beginning, and they all have their own unique story, and they all start in completely different parts of the map. Oh, okay. So you just – and it's basically what character you pick is kind of what class you want to play as, right? Like do you want to play as the cleric or do you want to play as the hunter? Or do you want to play as the the knight character? Do you want to play as the – you know, the – you know, the alchemist character? What You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So – um, and so basically I picked the thief character, but just because I just, in all kinds of RPGs and stuff, I really like that class and that play style. Yeah. So I picked the thief character and he starts out and it, you basically play through the first hour, hour and a half is like the origin story is of his thief and why he starts this journey. And if you pick any of the other characters, you play their completely different origin story for how they start. But when, no matter what character you pick, you go around the map and you can pick the other characters up as party members. And when you pick them up, you have the option to play the origin story for that character too. Oh, that's before cool. Before they join your party permanently. That's nice. So, cause I was, I, my concern was like, Oh, I want to know what happens with all these other characters, but I don't want to have to restart this game. Like and play it seven, seven more, more times. times. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I, now I got, I got like the third or I'm on like getting the third character so mm. far. And, uh, it's really cool. I like, I'm really enjoying it. There's nothing really special as far as the RPG elements of it go. The mechanics yeah. go, it's very standard JRPG, like super NES era JRPG kind of stuff. It's not quite as complicated as something like final fantasy six or something like that. Um, it's a little bit more straightforward, but there are characters that have a little bit more of a, a complicated spin to them. Like the hunter class, she's also can like capture and utilize enemies mm. as like attacks, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the, she has like a little bit of like a Pokemon kind of aesthetic to her where she can, 
basically when you like harm an enemy, she can capture them and then she can then use them as an attack later in battle. Yeah. And, but those captured enemies are a limited, it's not like, you know, that's, you, it's not like Final Fantasy VI, for example, when you learn from an Esper, you gain that power indefinitely. It's, she captures, captures it and she can use it a limited number of times before she has to capture another one. Gotcha. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And then they have this other interesting spin on the combat where you have this boost mode where it's like if you go so many turns without using a boost, every single turn you gain another boost point. Mm. And you can use up to four at a time and you can stack them all on to one attack and that attack will do way more damage or you'll do way more healing on your party or whatever. And so you can use that kind of strategically to, you know, quote Al Gore and SNL, but like, uh, it's it anyway, it's, it's really cool. And the, the one caveat about the one kind of sort of, I don't know if it's a hole, but it's like a it's like a mechanical breakdown of the uh, the what I think is unique about having these eight characters and being able to like go pick up one of the characters and then play their backstory and then continue on is that there's no real there's no real like context for why these characters are traveling together. Oh, like when you pick up it's like very loose, right? You know, like, Mm. like my main character is like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta find these three orbs for my patron who he's a thief, right? So he's got to find these three, he's on a quest, magic orbs to get myself out of trouble for this patron or whatever. So I go out and then I go to pick this other girl up. Who's the hunter class. And she's like, Oh, my master's gone missing. I've got to find him. And so she travels because she's got to find her master. But there's no, like, dialogue where they're like, oh, well, let's travel together until we both complete our tasks. You know what I mean? Right. It's just basically like, now I'm going out to the world, and then you're in a party together. That's kind of weird. Like, there's no common goal. Yeah, but there is – the one thing that they do do that makes it sort of nice is that – Is that you or uh, me? Sirens? It's me. There's sirens going by. I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's weird when sirens go by. Um, the thing that makes it cool is that the uh, it allows you to kind of use the characters, your characters. When you pick up a new character, you got to play through their original kind of story, yeah, right? Yeah. But you can once you get to the point where you're doing all the combat and stuff, you have your party go with her, so it makes it easier. So you don't have to like because the the original. Mm-hmm. You remember Final Fantasy Tactics, how, like, the beginning of it's super hard? Yeah, right. You're you're flying so, solo in Octopath, right? Right. So when you when you first start a character, the first hour of it's really hard because you're by yourself. You have no companions to help you in combat or anything. And so when you go to unlock a new character, you don't have to do that thing alone. That's right? cool. You just You can bring all the characters you have with you and you can kind of do their time. shit and then you continue anyway i digress I, i'm talking a lot about a game you can't even play on playstation but uh, i guarantee you this game is going to come to play well here's the thing point. it just got right are you playing on xbox then because it just got yeah. released on the xbox store so yeah it's just a matter of time i think it was on it came out on switch and i think maybe steam i don't know if it was on steam or not but yeah the game looks really 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 cool it's been on my radar for a couple years now since it released i've really wanted to try it dude you have a honestly like i'm not kidding i don't know if you'd be willing to do this or not but if for whatever reason it doesn't come to PlayStation, mm-hmm. 
You should see, I think it is on Steam. You should see if it's Mac compatible and just hook your PlayStation controller up to your Mac and fucking yeah. play it on your Dude, Mac. Dude, there's no way it is it's really Mac cool. compatible. There's so few good games that are Mac compatible on Steam. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I ended up buying Alien Isolation a while ago. It was like the only like awesome game. Can't you I, use like, uh, can't you use like... Um, something to get Windows on here. Well, they have that compatibility feature. What's it called? Parallels? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, blah. Anyways. Yeah. Blah. Let's get into the news, Jake. So we mentioned last week that the PlayStation 3 store, the PSP store, and the Vita store are all getting shut down by Sony. This is a big deal. Um, to confirm, the PlayStation 3 store is closing July 2nd. The Vita and PSP stores are closing August 27th of this year. So, Just so you know, I think that you are incorrect in that I'm pretty sure the PSP store is closing the same time as the PS3 store. Oh, really? Not the Vita store. I did read an article, and maybe you read the same article as I did, and maybe that's why you mixed it up. Yeah. Is that they worded it, the PS3 store closes on 7-2, the Vita store closes on 8-27, and the PSP store also closes on 7-2. So, like, they worded oh, it really weird. weird so that it sounded like the Vita and the PSP. Now, okay. obviously, we should double-check that. Actually, I'll look it up Yeah, right you can now, check it. Hey, I'll keep talking um so that that's happening july and august um and i got an email from playstation and our listeners may have as well um they sent emails to psn users that specifically states the following you will still be able to download your owned ps3 ps vita and psp content including games and video content you can download your owned content onto your ps3 ps vita or psp by accessing the download list on the respective device if you have purchased a ps3 or ps vita cross buy bundle and have only downloaded either the ps3 or the ps vita version you'll need to download the other version prior to the closure of the playstation store on the relevant device Video content that you own can be streamed on PS3, PS4, or PS5 through the My Videos app or on mobile devices through the PlayStation Video app. You will still be able to re-download and play game titles you have claimed through PlayStation Plus as long as you remain eligible for PS Plus. And I think that was mainly it. And I had another one. It looks like I was starting to write something, but I must not have finished my thought. But... So I just so you know, according to PC Magazine, mm-hmm. their website, I was correct. So the Vita and or sorry, the PS3 and PSP stores close on July second. The Vita store closes on eight twenty seven. Mm. So um, buy the shit while you can, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to go on there and spend like probably a hundred or two hundred dollars just buying games because I and I hate I hate having to do this. Hopefully they're like they're nice enough to like because they're closing the store. Hopefully they're nice enough to put like a big sale on or something mm. like that. But you know they're not going to because now no. is their chance to make money. Right. Like people are like they're scrambling to buy shit before they close the store. Why would they lower the price? Because now they're guaranteed to make money on it. You know what I mean? So here's so, yeah. So here's the other problem. So there are uh, and, and those listening may not fully understand. Like the Vita store is chock full of digital only games, and the PS3 store is chock full of digital only games. Games that you can only get through that store that aren't available anywhere else. So when they close these stores, these games are possibly going to just be lost. Like they're just done. Like there's no other way to get them. 
Unless yeah, you unless you own them. Unless you own them already or unless you buy them before the store closes. Like there aren't physical copies of these things. Which is really weird that Sony's doing this. It's kind of like a big F you to all the developers who who were trusting in them to have a platform to sell their games to. So game developers are actually canceling projects now that they were working on for Vita. Others are trying to speed up development to get the games out before the Vita store closes. And then Push Square said that Sony's going to stop certifying games on july 12th so there's over from what i understand because of this closure there's going to be 2200 games that are digital only i believe that are getting guillotined here that's a shit ton of games dude Jeez, and there's a, a lot uh bionic commando rearmed i know is digital only and that game was fantastic and i think strider was uh the Strider yeah, game only. that was fantastic. There's some that, that was on games. that's on PS4 though. Is the Strider on PS4? Yeah. Okay, but I know Bionic Commander Rearmed is not. So I mean, it's I mean, just, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of shit like that. I mean, I know you know you can still play it on other platforms, and they have they have like a remastered version of it. But like Castle Crashers was one of my favorite games on PS3, and that was a digital only game. But they did make a PS4 port of it, so it's not that big of a deal. But like. Yeah. A lot of those games like that. Valkyria Chronicles 2, dude. Yeah, like a lot of those early, you know, indie, you know, PSN titles are going to be gone. And like, dude, like even like some of these, well, I guess some of these Vita games did have Vita cartridges with them, like Uncharted Golden Abyss and uh, Resistance Burning Skies and uh, Unit 13, games like that. But I mean, essentially the Vita's dead. I mean, they did come out with that PS uh, TV that you had one of those, don't you? Yeah, I had one. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it still I've doesn't help about, you, I, though. I, I've been thinking about selling it because people are apparently paying a bunch of money for them. I bought my PSTV for literally $20. That's insane. I remember when they were all on sale. Yeah, I didn't buy Oh, my God. They were – when they originally came out, they were like 150 or 200 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they nobody were bought them. Weren't they just 100 bucks? Maybe, but they were still a lot. I mean, still three, you know, at least a hundred dollars and nobody bought them because like, why the fuck would you buy? Like, honestly, the reason why I wanted a PSTV is because I thought, oh, maybe I could play Uncharted Golden Abyss Abyss on my television. Yeah, but no, that's one of the ones that can't play that one with the PSTV because you got to have the fucking camera so you can hold it under the light or, you know, you got to shake the thing to get the dust off. It's a, it was uh, a good game, so, dude. So bad. It was a really it good sucked. game too. It sucks that they and the Killzone Mercenary was fantastic. Yeah. Did you play that game? Yeah, I played it. It sucks that it's on Vita just because it's actually you know, a really good game. It just, it's a cool game, but it kind of runs crappy because it's on the Vita. I mean, it runs good for a I Vita. I thought it game. ran really well for being on a handheld. Yeah. It, it runs good for what it is, but it you know compared to a modern like first person shooter when you're getting sure. used to playing these games at like. 30 to 60 frames. Well, you got to figure the analog sticks on the Vita are just little tiny toothpicks too. So, I mean, it's not like, but it uh, it works good. It works good for what it is. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the best Vita games to be honest with you. Both of those are uncharted golden abyss. I have to imagine, maybe they never will, but after the Vita store closes, they got to get, they don't make, if they don't make a console port of golden abyss, and that game is just fucking lost. Sony Ben studios made that same, same company that did days gone. I know, but like, dude, it's a canon Uncharted game. I know, yeah, it's so good. It's so weird for them just to say, I don't care. I never finished it. Really? Yeah, I I just, I 
I, dude, there's no way you're going to get me to play a 30 hour fucking Vita game. It was so I mean, good. It was dude. really long for an Uncharted. It game. was longer than I expected it to be. Yeah. Well, hey, um, No Man's Sky, Jake, is getting yet another free expansion called Expeditions. And uh, I really need to get back into this game. I I, yeah, I, I was too. never really into it, but I want to try it in, in a bad way. But I might have to wait till winter now. I don't, I don't know. You Dude, know I, mean? I, was, I was really into it for a while. But like, and honestly, I kind of was like, meh, after a while, even after they did all these updates, yeah. you know, uh, no man's sky next and all that kind of crap. It looks great. And I'm glad that they have this redemption arc, but I just kind of was over it. Yeah. And then when I saw like the trailers for that fucking, the horror part of it or whatever, horror stuff, the spooky stuff, yeah. for, like the derelict spaceships and shit. I was yeah. like, that looks fucking cool. Like yeah. I want to do that. So I would like to jump <sighs> back in at some point, even just to try the VR part of it. Cause I never did try. Yeah, that. Neither did I. I hear that. It's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, leaves a little to be desired, but it'd probably be pretty cool. Uh, speaking of No Man's Sky, Jake, I, this is probably the best video game deal I ever got. Um, when the game tanked, right, initially it just tanked, it ate shit. I knew or had heard rumors that they were going to keep just putting content out and making it better. And there was rumors that, like, the uh, whatever the, the the big expansion was for it that fixed a lot of it. Next. Yeah, whenever yeah. Next was coming out, um, I knew it was going to happen. I went to Walmart, and they had it on sale for five bucks in their bargain bin. I think you can't buy it for less than like 30 right now. No man's guy. So dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a sick deal. I paid full price for it. I bought it when it came out did you? and, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not sad that I did. I right. still really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was just, it, it just lost a lot of favor because it wasn't exactly what people wanted. Well, to be fair, the marketing for that game was very misleading. And yeah. they kind of lied a little bit about what you were going to get whenever you got the game. Now, they did bring all of that shit and more to the game eventually. Yeah. It just was not there at launch. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Like, I think the new – I think I saw the one of the new features of this newest update is that you and a friend can start on the same planet, like start new characters on the same planet together, That's which is pretty cool. interesting. You don't have to like find each other and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think the game is really impressive and I still really enjoy it's really it. Really ambitious. It's just, dude, when I, when I played it for the first time, yeah, I know, I don't know how much you played of it, but not a whole lot. There was literally in the game. It was like when you, it was like when Minecraft first came out yeah. and it was, it was just this, this like, this wasteland, like there was no information on how to do what you needed to do and how to like solve these problems. It was like, yeah, it's supposed to be an exploration game. They want you to like figure the shit out on your own, but like it was really cryptic. Like you would find these weird obelisks and shit and it's like, what does this mean? I don't fucking know. And yeah. It would just like say some words to you and then you would just continue. And I'm like, okay, I guess that means something. I don't yeah, know. We'll figure but, it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was huh. cool though. I like the game a lot. Yeah, dude, for sure. Hey, I um, wanted to let the listeners know, Jake, that there is a really big spring sale going on. Like I said, I picked up Operation Blackout on sale and Nino Kuni 2 on sale. So if you guys are looking for deals right now, there's a lot on the PSN. Jake, I don't know if you saw anything that really stood out to you, but a lot of the games that were on sale, I, I pretty much already owned that I was interested in, you know. I don't know if you saw anything. I don't know if I looked at the spring sale yet. It's pretty not. good. All right, well, you take a look. I'm going to keep going. CD Projekt Red has canceled any plans they had to make a cyberpunk exclusive multiplayer game. 
They've also released an enormous patch for Cyberpunk. It's a long-awaited patch. I mean, the patch list was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw the patch list. It was like 30 pages long or something. Did it fucking fix the game? I haven't tried. In fact, I think my, my PS5 tried to download the patch, and it said it couldn't download it or something. So... I think it was probably just because I wasn't connected or something to the internet. I don't know. but um, And then speaking of CD Projekt Red, they did indicate that this is to my uh, excitement that the Witcher 3 PS5 version is still on track to release in 2021, which we'll all be getting free upgrades of that. So I'm excited for that, dude. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna fucking, when that comes out, they're going to be like, wait, we made the Witcher. You know, we didn't fuck up with this other game that everybody was waiting for. Or they released they released The Witcher for PS5, and it's just buggy like the original Witcher was, and they have to go <laughs> patch it. I have a hard time believing that'll be true. They're not. Gonna, I mean, if they if they released game. another game that was a buggy mess, I mean, yeah, they would never sell another game again, probably. Yeah. So here's the the big news. This is like, as far as I'm concerned, the big news story of the week. We all know that MLB The Show has been a staple for PlayStation users. It's been exclusive to PlayStation until this year. And then they announced that it was going to be going to Xbox. So MLB The Show now can be available to Xbox players. Well, as it turns out, MLB The Show is going to be a free game on Xbox Game Pass, which is just so crazy. Um that's like Dude, a crazy turnaround. Like Microsoft must be paying Sony so <laughs> much fucking money for this because I honestly didn't even know this was the case until I literally just read it on our our news. It's ridiculous. Here. I I cannot believe this is happening, and the fact that it is happening tells me two things. One, like I said, Microsoft must be paying Sony so much fucking Sony money Studios to game. get this thing mm-hmm. on Game Pass, and second of all. Maybe this means that there might be a little bit more a of little a tit for not tat. necessarily collaboration between Microsoft and Sony, but maybe you'll see a little bit. Maybe Sony's like preemptively being like, hey, we'll maybe cut you a deal on getting the show on Game Pass. <laughs> Which means they get it for free, keep, the Game Pass subscribers. Keep, you know, keep the Bethesda shit flowing our way yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, don't be dicks. You know, and then well, maybe the, maybe there's a little bit of like backdoor kind of wheeling and dealing going on between these two companies. You know, they don't want to like outwardly be like you know buddy buddy because then maybe it would cause some. some what are the chances, between- dude? What are the chances that Sony missed something? And Microsoft were like, yeah, let's just sign the deal. You know, we'll give them this, and then it's literally ours. And we'll just put it on Games Pass. <laughs> and like, what if like Sony's like, oh shit, we fucked up. And like somehow, like, is it, is it possible that Microsoft like swung their big wiener around and was just like, we're going to put it on Games Pass. Like, thanks for letting us have this game on our system, but we're putting it on Games Pass. I don't think that's how it works. And I don't could think it Microsoft- be possible. Sony is not that stupid. I mean, I could see them making a little bit of a blunder, but that's a huge blunder. And and to be fair, like I'm sure Sony has talked to other developers <laughs> that have released games, other oh, publishers shit. that have released games on Game Pass, and yeah. been like, "Hey, what's your experience with this? What are we expecting? How are they going to treat us? What they like, pay sure you guys? That, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm sure that they they got some, they got you know they did their homework before mm. they allowed this to happen. Well, the th- but, the, cr- it, 
The other thing too is to, is to remember like games aren't on Game Pass indefinitely. Mm. Sony could have just said like, hey, you know, we'll give you it on Game Pass for a month after it comes out. Yeah, we don't and know. And then after that, they got to pay for it. Or so, or maybe it's like a year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like what if it was a year, it wouldn't matter because the next one's coming out. So, um, but like, you get what I mean? Like it could be that, you know, yeah, it's on Game Pass, but it's only going to be on Game Pass for the first couple it's, months, or it's it'll be all, all year. I don't know. This is this is interesting. It's like the most interesting, interesting thing. The the other thing is like as a, as a Sony, uh, arguably a fanboy for Sony. Hell, we have a PlayStation podcast, but like someone who I've been vocal on the show about wanting to purchase and get the show, so I can play it this year. I'm like, God damn it, like. But Games Pass costs how much? It's like thirteen, fourteen dollars a month. Well, I pay. I think. I think it's like ten bucks a month. So it'll be one hundred twenty bucks for Games Pass then a year. Ten or ten or fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, so it's like somewhere between you know. 120 and 180 dollars a year. Right. Or something I'll gladly, like that. I'll gladly pay 70 for it and just have it. And then, but dude, you, you forget like there's dude, there are so many games on there. Yeah, it like and they're they're all good third party games. To be, to be clear, there's some shit on there, but like now they have all of the Bethesda stuff on there. Like I can go on there and play any of the fucking elder scrolls games. I can go on there and play any of the fallout games. I can play any of the, you know, dooms or Wolfenstein's or any of that shit. I can play any of that stuff. In addition to like all the first party stuff like halo and all that, you know, I, I am not a Microsoft fanboy by any means, but I think that what they're doing with game pass is really, really slick, really consumer friendly, even though they're definitely losing money on it, like we've talked about before. And dude, I like, dude, I bought that digital only Xbox one S mm-hmm. not this past black Friday, but the Friday before that I bought that fucking console for $150 yeah. on black Friday just to use game pass. Like I haven't purchased a single fucking game on that console. I literally just use it for game pass and it's beneficial for this podcast too, because there are a lot of third party games that are also released on PlayStation mm-hmm. that are on game pass. That I just don't have to pay for You can just play them and then talk play them about on them. Xbox. Yeah. The experience is relatively the same between the two systems. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a short of there being, you know, some massive performance difference between the two or something. I mean, they, they operate essentially the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I think it's honestly, I I wish that Sony would do something similar. And I do believe that they have something, something, I, I don't know if competitive is the right word, but they have something to fill that space a little bit with the PS Plus collection and all that yeah. stuff. And they've got, you know, I would say that the games on PS Plus collection are vastly, those games as a whole are vastly superior to most of the games on Game Pass. So... But the problem with the collection is that if you're a, a decently avid PlayStation gamer, you have like a you lot or I, you've played all of them, right? So it's there's no incentive for you to kind of keep going back to that, that other than the fact that you know Sony's on the high horse right now, so you, there's no reason for them to give you anything. They more. have to have something up their sleeves, though. They have to have something. I think that they've come out recently and have indicated that they don't believe that Games Pass is going to sustain based on the, what their business model, Microsoft. But again, you got to realize that Microsoft isn't hurting for money. So 
Yeah, they have so much it, money. They they can ride this fuck. I mean, they could be in the red on Game Pass for like the next probably two console generations. And it won't and, even really bother them. And it won't really. Dude, they're talking about buying Discord for like fucking $9 billion. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Discord. And and they are Discord. And they already bought fucking Bethesda for what 7.3 billion dollars yeah. whatever the fuck it was. I know that so, like, dude, I know like Discord is like a thing with like younger gamers and stuff, but like man, like I I don't know anyone personally that uses Discord. I know people that use it and I know it's huge in this space. It's mostly like you said, it is mostly people younger than us yeah because it became a big thing especially in the pc market you know after we were kind of out of that space Mm -hmm. and now it's becoming a big thing out of gaming like i listen to a few different podcasts where they have with their patreon they have a discord server where all of their fan base can go and have conversations together it's like having your own like personal little reddit kind of you know what it's i just mean like, a forum. like just your people are a part of it's just like I an mean? internet forum that's like private essentially yeah but it's but it's more of the, but the mechanics of it are more like a chat yeah you know what i mean like it's a big stream like a forum but the mechanics are more like a chat and less like a these like kind of billboardy posts mm. like a forum you know what gotcha. i mean gotcha Cool. Well, let's we talk about Discord. It's not PlayStation related. Speaking but. of PlayStation games that maybe we've already played, but the PS Plus games for April have been announced. I'm surprised by one of them. We are getting Days Gone, which, you know, PS- doesn't make sense. Well, it does if you're a PS4 user, right? Because oh, oh oh yeah yeah I forgot that that was it's a PS4 version no it, it's there is only one version but when oh you, they don't have a PS5 right, version of it right yet. but on the PS5 it runs way smoother so if you have a PS5 it's part of the PS Plus collection but which the PS4 owners don't get um, but the PS Plus game so if you're subscribed for PS Plus uh, this month Days Gone Abe's World uh, Soulstorm. Which is interesting. That's the new Abe World game. Too bad I'm not really interested at all in it. But like, it, it might be enough for me to want to try it. It's Dude, a PS5 uh, game. I think that the oh, that's the new. That's, that's the, new, the new, new one. Yeah, yeah. It does look interesting compared to the older games. It does look. It's got more mechanics for you know the, the stealth and you can be offensive and defensive and stuff. It does look really cool. Abe World Odyssey Soulstorm, I think. Or I don't know how it's, it's just Abe's World Abe Abe's World Soulstorm is it Abe's World Odyssey Soulstorm? I just I wrote think it down. It's Odd World. It's probably Odd World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, why am I calling the character's <laughs> name's Abe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dude. I I've been looking. See, at that's the, how little I know about that series. I've been kind of scanning through the Spring Sale. You didn't play the Outer Worlds, did you? No. You should think about picking, dude. It's only twenty four dollars uh. and. If you like, dude, if you like fucking Fallout, you would probably like the Outer Worlds. It's like Fallout, but it, like, is less buggy, and it's a little bit more compact. Like, it's not this big, sprawling fucking 300-hour experience. It's like you can beat it it in 30 hours. The other game, real quick, the other game, real quick, is Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize we were still No, you're fine. Go back to some of the sales that you're seeing that that are striking your fancy, Jake. Are you going to pick anything up on the spring sale? Um, it's tempting. Just, when you see a good deal, it's tempting. 
a lot of this stuff, you know, I've already have or have played. Like one of the things that stands out to me on here is Resident Evil 2 Remake for $16. That's, That's a, a fucking great deal. That's a steal. That game is awesome. Um, Battlefield 1 is only $6. That's ridiculous. That game is fucking awesome. That that was the last great Battlefield game. Yeah, that was a fantastic um, game. Trying to, th- I'm, I'm just, I'm still kind of scanning through Yeah, we'll keep yeah, looking. I, there, there's, you know, there's definitely some shit. For uh, Spring Sale is um, looking pretty good. People, but yeah. while you look it through that, I'm going to talk about the new games coming out this week into uh, into April 1st, and uh, which actually would probably be last week if you're listening on time. Games that came out were Doom 3 VR Edition. Again, if I don't say PS5, they're all PS4. Auto Chess, PS5. Disco Elysium, PS5, PS4. I saw Black Clouds, PS4. Undermine. It's U-N-D-E-R-M-I-N-E. P.S. Oh, that's PS4. Sorry. Uh, Void Bastards Deluxe Edition. Easter Candy Break. Escape from Life Incorporated. Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator. Newtonian Inversion. Squad Killer. And Outriders. PS5, PS4. Came out on April Fool's. Oh, shit. You know what I heard? Uh, I was talking about Outriders a couple weeks ago and how I kind of liked it and i wish i could I, i'm not gonna purchase it but i could you know definitely see myself trying it out it's gonna be on game pass so i might just play it well because uh i won't have to pay for it why not? so that's cool why not why not well jake that's, <laughs> I, I feel like we maybe I, we maybe talked about the listeners a lot Today. Yeah, maybe to the listeners, it seems like we're freaking, you know, we're shilling Xbox a little bit too much if you're a diehard PlayStation fan. But, like, look, I would rather play on PlayStation every single day of the week. There's a lot of shit that I do not like about Xbox. But you cannot deny, even as a PlayStation gamer, how great of a deal fucking Game Pass is. Mm. And I wish, I want Sony to come out with something similar, but they probably won't because it's such a fucking sinkhole for money. Yeah, Sony can't afford to do it. There's no way Sony can afford to do this. The PS Plus collection was pretty ridiculous for the PS5 players. We got so even many those, great games. Most of, even those, most of those games are more than a couple years old. Yeah. So they've made most of their money at this point. Yeah. They haven't really, really given away. That bad. The, the only new game that they're giving away that I can even identify on here is Oddworld Soulstorm. And this oh, is a dude, recent the announcement. Bi- fucking the Bioshock collection, yeah. $10. Dude, I have that. Oh, yeah, I still need to play Bioshock 2. I beat one. Bioshock 2 is good. It's by far, it's probably, it's definitely the worst yeah. of them. But it is still really good. So I beat one and three now. But I don't know, Jake. Let's let's make this a shorter podcast again today. We're already pushing about 50, 50 minutes. It's Sunday night. I still got to get this stuff uploaded before midnight so our people can listen to it. This will be the most the most current PlayStation podcast we put out in a while. Well, since last week because we did the same thing last weekend. But uh, I've got nothing else for the listeners Except that uh, I hope everybody had a nice holiday, and I hope you guys are doing well out there, and we'll be back with you next week. Jake, did you have anything? I did not have anything else here. I was just kind of scrolling through to this. There's so many games on this sale. Dude, there's a bazillion games on that sale. I just uh, don't... um 
No, I don't have anything else to say. All right, good. <laughs> All right, good deal. So, as always, music at the end of the show may possibly be excluded from our YouTube channel for copyright reasons. So don't forget, you can download and or stream this episode as well as others on your preferred podcasting platform. The closing track today is by Donnie Consola with his song, The Road. You can listen to more of Donnie Consola by visiting his band's website, www.sundayatthestation.com. This is the track that was featured on the split that he and I had created and all the vinyl are sold out. But if you want to support this actual release, you can go to my Bandcamp site and we have our music all on my site because he doesn't have a Bandcamp. So it is uh, fredoakman.bandcamp.com. But if you want to check out Donnie and his band, it's sundayatthestation.com. So don't forget, if you want to have your original music featured on the show, send an MP3 to our email account, which is pssisawesome at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the song, and we will notify you when or if it goes live. So, like Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf, Journey, and Jack and Daxter, P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome. The sky's on fire again in Southern California The horizon's black What else is new? LA's dead, my eyes sting and my soul is worn And I am on the road again Rain-filled walks through the heart of Seattle Flying fish and coffee bars Portland cries, come and make your home with me And I am on the road again Chilly night surrounded by the Great Lakes Keeping warm by the windshields and frosters Detroit warms with sweat smokestacks They find a home and I am on the road again Abandoned factories in Northeast Ohio Akron sings a rust-filled song Cleveland glows, but she ain't that far off anymore And I am on the road again Vintage hotel room in southwest Missouri There's another day ahead St. Louis calls past this way through my shining arch And I am on the road again Winding highways through the great smoky mountains all night I drive, sleep in the cars Knoxville yells, take your Yankee hide Out of here, and I am on the road 
sand quiet of rural Pennsylvania Helps to ease my troubled mind Pittsburgh weighs two hours south of here And I am on the road again Yes, I am 